Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is a cabin edition of this. I'm not at Bay Cannon Beer Co. Um, sorry to break the streak there. But uh, TJ Pinger, Richie Barnes, and we are previewing the Florida-Florida State game this weekend. We'll jump right into it, Richie. We'll talk a little turkey stuff later, but we'll jump right into it now. Um, want to tell you guys about Rohan Law. They specialize in injury cases. If you've been hurt in a wreck or slip and fall, Rohan Law are the Knowles you need. Doug and his wife, Julia, are former marching chiefs, and Doug graduated from FSU's law school. Just like we enjoy talking strategy, Doug and his team will come up with a winning strategy for you in your case. Call them today at 888-99-KNOWLES to review your case for free. If you don't need them today but still want to keep in contact, you can follow them on YouTube and Twitter at Rohan Law. They'll be your best friends on your worst day. Nick De La Torre, or just De La Torre, as it says down here on the bottom. Let me get that Nick out of there. Um, Nick De La Torre is our guest on the Rohan Law Extra Sauce guest segment. It's the longest um, segment title that we've ever had, Nick. Um, <laughs> from On3's Gators Online, battling – this is his flu game, battling mm. a, a fever and everything else. But, Nick, how you doing outside of that? Yeah, outside the 103 fever, you know, awesome. Do it, do it. Doing great. Um, at least it wasn't COVID. Um, so, uh, I, I, you know, I have, a, I have a streak of going to games. And I was worried I was going to miss the game Friday. Um, but uh, I think I'll be able to, to get there Friday. Um, also have, have a big gripe with Florida State. Um, moving the game to a high school Friday night. It's my birthday Friday. <laughs> making me drive up and back uh, on my birthday instead of having the game on Saturday as it was supposed to be. All right. Can I just – okay, can, let's talk about Describes. that. Um, I I don't have first of all happy birthday happy early birthday <laughs> um I don't hate the Friday night thing I know it's your birthday so maybe but like I've always said that the the worst part of rivalry week to me is that since I'm at the game I think I've been at every, every game since 2014 mm-hmm. um the worst part of every rivalry weekend to me is that I can't watch any of the other games, right? Like yeah. it'll be on a tailgate and stuff. So I am kind of excited to leave Tallahassee at 8 a.m., get back home like right at 1130 and start watching all the games on rivalry weekend. So I don't hate, it. I don't hate it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think that's, cool. yeah, I, I don't mind it. It, um, I think it'll be the only game or is there another game on at that time? There's a few, but nothing as big as this. Yeah. Um, but you know, you'll get the iron bowl. Um, yeah. you'll get to see uh, Georgia tech get absolutely destroyed by Georgia. Um, on Saturday, so I, I don't mind it. it it's just the if if it was November twenty fourth on Friday, I think I would I wouldn't care. Uh, but it's twenty fifth because they because they're messing with you. Yeah. Oh man, well, well Nick, thanks for joining us. Um, really excited for this game, and I, I personally don't mind the Friday night at all. I'm playing golf Friday morning. Cannot wait for that, and then the game. But let's jump right into it. You know, Bill Conley's SP Plus. Florida 39th overall, 23rd offense, 71st defense, 63rd on special teams. I don't put a lot of stock in the special teams. Um, but I mean, I feel like game every changes, week we, game changes, Richie. Yeah. Every week we started with our guest uh going quarterback, and I feel like that's what we need to go. Anthony Richardson, man, he has all of the tools to be in an outstanding college and potentially pro quarterback. Um is he going to make any business decisions this week and with his legs and not run? Because that's, I feel like he's been accused of that throughout the season, but man, if he does decide to go run the ball, he could go for a hundred. Well, it's been interesting because at the beginning of the year, um, Florida's backup quarterback, Jack Miller had thumb surgery. So he was out and you really only had a true freshman who was going to red shirt and hasn't played in any games. And then, 
uh, Jalen Kitna. So I feel like they ran Anthony less in the beginning of the year, knowing, Hey, we don't have anything behind him. Um, and if he goes down that it's a four win football team. Um, once Jack Miller came back, I think you've seen him um, run a little bit. Um, you know, he, he made the comment, someone's got to feel this 240 and then didn't run the ball at all uh, against Vanderbilt. Um, they, they had him run off tackle, I think the first drive in the third quarter, and then that was it. Um, the, that's just a really frustrating part is that I think in some games, um, the Kentucky game specifically, there's 16 NFL scouts there, and he goes into that game with the mindset of, I'm going to show them that I can be better than Will Levis at Will Levis's game. And, and I'm going to out throw him. And, and you want to like sh- grab him by the shoulders and shake him and say, Hey, Will Levis can never run like you. So you're taking away the best part of your game to try to prove something because they're, you know, half the NFL is here. Um, so I think the biggest thing with, with Anthony is it's just been frustrating because he hasn't run the ball like he's capable of. I mean, this is a guy who's 240 pounds and has run 22 miles an hour in, in a game. So, um, I personally, from talking to over 20 scouts, you know, the, the last month, five weeks, five games, um, they're expecting him to declare for the draft. So yeah. do you make business decisions, especially after seeing Hendon Hooker um, blow his knee out last week? Um, I, you know, that that's a, a serious – I don't know the answer, but that, that is a great question because it's something I've been thinking about this week, you know, with everything – there's only one game left, you know, with, with the way the transfer portal is, I don't know if Florida's going to have any players for the bowl game. Um, they've already had six guys hit the transfer portal. There's going to be probably double digits before whatever bowl game they go to. So um, it'll be interesting to see in, in, in Anthony, if he runs the ball, like he's capable, will will run for a hundred, I think against Florida state. I just don't know that the game will be called that way, or if he'll make those decisions on, on those read options. Do you make much out of his comments? I saw you tweet him. I, I did a little YouTube video talking about you know, kind of giving the other teams some bulletin board material with saying, you know, when we win this game, it'll it'll provide some good uh, some good momentum. You know, I, I'm all for guys being confident. Do you? What are your thoughts on that? You know, coming off the coming off of the Vandy loss and then saying it when you're yeah pretty big. I think you could have Vanderbilt some confidence last week um, and, you didn't, <laughs> and you didn't do that. I so. love the show. Um, it, um, it, it's, I, I don't know what you want him to say. Like he, he, yeah. I, I enjoy that kind of stuff. Um, sure. And, and I, and I enjoy that. You, you don't want him to say like, ah, oh, shoot, man, wish you would have played them in 2020. Cause this just isn't our year. Um, <laughs> you know? So I, I think, I think that there's nothing wrong with that. If it becomes bulletin board material, fine. Um, but, as a selfish writer, give me more honesty like that um, <laughs> in, instead of, you know, this is just the – this game's important because it's the next game. It's like, okay, well, this is Florida, Florida State. This is different. Yeah, and, and I, I think we're far enough removed. I can shamelessly say I am so happy that game did not happen in 2020 because that would have been a bloodbath. I think we all know it. But uh, some news kind of breaking in the past few hours. You know, we talked about Air 15. He's got a cannon. Does he have anybody to throw to this week? Because it seems yeah. like the entire receiving core for UF is going to be out. Yeah, uh, no, no, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> either, either of you guys want to want a helmet and some cleats? Um, you know, Xavier Henderson's out. Uh, Justin Shorter's out. Um, there's there's really uh, guys are not going to be able to have any you know Gatorade um, <laughs> on Saturday. You've got probably four or five receivers, um, all of which will be 
freshman, um, you know, a guy like Jordan Pouncey, who's a fifth or sixth year senior um, and, and really only plays special teams will have to play. Um, and, and it goes back to your last question, Richie, which is, you know, does Anthony run? I think if I look at Florida state's defense, I, I think this, the safeties might be a little suspect. And if you can draw them in and get their eyes in the backfield by running the ball effectively, Florida's had, this is the best offensive line Florida's had in the 10 years I've been covering them. Um, Montreal Johnson, I think LSU should hire Ed Orgeron again, just to fire him for not offering this kid a scholarship. Um, and, and then Trevor Etienne, the freshman is great. So yeah. I think for Florida's passing game, you need to establish the running game to then try to play action pass and get some stuff in because you really don't have anybody there. It's, it'll be like the, uh, like the beginning of major league, like who the hell are these guys uh, when Florida comes out? Yeah, and you kind of touched on it, but I feel like this could be like a 400 combined rushing yards game because Florida's rushing offense is borderline elite. And I feel like that's what they're going to have to do is that, especially with the with the news of all the injuries in the receiver room, that I think the rushing attack has to be on point for Florida this week because, mm-hmm. again, they've been really good. Yeah, and then, uh, and then on the flip side, Florida's not going to have Ventrell Miller. Um, and. Yeah. I've called Ventrell Miller the Wi-Fi of the defense. Um, I, I think he will play in the NFL, but I don't think he's, you know, a 10-year NFL all-pro linebacker, but he means everything for the Florida defense. We didn't play against USF, uh, who Billy Napier says is a really well-coached team. Um, I, I think I disagree. Um, that they, uh, you know, they, they almost lose on defense. They couldn't stop anyone. So not having Ventrell Miller, I think Florida needs to just – you know, withstand the storm uh, without him in the beginning. Um, he's been everything. He, he's got to calls the plays, make sure guys are in the right position. He's been flying sideline to sideline. Um, replacing him would be Derek Wingo, um, who really has only played special teams and a handful of defensive snaps. So um, there's a big, a big gap for the first two quarters this week um, in Tallahassee. Um. You just mentioned Napier. Let's let's go there for a minute. But talk to me about your your thoughts on how Napier has done on the field, doing a great job recruiting so far. Mm-hmm. You know, pretty above average job recruiting so far this cycle. Um, thoughts on how he has done on the field? I know you you mentioned you know him saying that you know USF was a well coached team. I mean, that's probably just coach speak at that point, right? Like well, that's that's his buddy Jeff Scott from town yeah, of Clemson. Well, uh, so you, uh, uh, but there was a lot of eye rolling in in the press conference <laughs> when he said that's a really well coached team. Um, Jeff Scott, obviously no longer with USF, um, but thoughts on how Billy has, has coached this year. You know, he, he's dealt with some, mm. some issues and some of that first year, you know, we need to turn over the roster stuff and uh, just talk to us about your thoughts on him overall. Yeah, I, I think um, at times, so I love what they've done with the offensive line, having two offensive line coaches. Um, now to make that possible, he has to be the quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator and head coach. Um, uh, fans didn't love that being, you know, a, a coach first time at a, at a power five, um, fans didn't love that. Um, I, I went to a Steve Spurrier line where he said, Hey, if you got a job from calling plays, don't give up calling plays once you get there. Um, but at times this year, I think the play calling is kind of uninspiring. They're very analytical. Um, it, it's, uh, they hate punting. So you'll see, you know, on third and eight, you'll see a, a, a draw or you'll see a, just a dive to try to get three yards so you can have a fourth and five. And fans have uh, kind of 
bashing their head against TVs, um, watching some of the play calls just because and I'm trying to tell them, like, hey, he's going for it on fourth down. That's why he ran the ball on third and eight. Um, but I think some of his play calling has been a lot. There's been a lot to, you know, to be desired. But is that his play calling or is it just the product of Dan Mullen recruiting, um, you know, spending more time with his travel agent than recruiting the last four years? I, I don't know the answer to that. The guys that are, are playing the best are Cyrus Torrance, right guard. He recruited from UL and who will probably be an All-American this year. And, and Montreal Johnson recruited from UL. Um, so the recruiting's been really good. And I think that's holding people over. But if, if fans are really going to be honest with themselves, you know, seven and five is probably where Florida is what Florida was, is is what Florida is. Um, so I, I thought eight, eight and four would have been a, a tremendous season for him. So he's right where, you know, I kind of predicted back in August. Florida and Florida State had the same. I mean, you mentioned seven and five being a good year or, you know, kind of where they should be. Um, I, obviously, Florida and Florida State fans don't want to hear that any year, right? But hmm. you have to kind of take a look at where you're at. Florida and Florida State's over-under in Vegas this year was six and a half. Uh, Florida State's overachieved on that a little bit, and they've got a chance to go a little bit higher even with a potential win on Saturday night. Um, what are your thoughts as somebody, you know, kind of outside looking in on uh, Mike Norvell and kind of where he has things rolling uh, in Tallahassee? Yeah, um, it's interesting. I thought he had a – it's a tough job to come in, and right away then you're trying to play in a, in a COVID year, um, trying to recruit. I think recruiting, you know, that first class and then that bump class is so important for your future, um, and then you can't go out and, and do any of that. So when I look at recruiting and Florida State's third-year head coach is, is behind Florida's and Miami's, that's a little concerning. Um, but you do just flip a quarterback this week and, and, and move up. Um so to me that that's interesting, but I, I think I like his he calls plays on offense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've liked their play calling. Um, I thought they kind of dominated that L, uh, LSU game for for long stretches of it um, until um, and, and Mike. I think I was talking to somebody and they said you know doing what Florida State has done in all their losses kind of just piddled the game away at points and and, and lost drives stuff like that. Um, but I thought they were really good there. The offense has been humming um, and. Listen, it's definitely not a great list of teams that Florida State has beaten in the last four, but you play who you play, and, and you go out and you take care of business the way they're doing. I mean, Florida has not played great teams um, and, and lost to a terrible team last week. So I think Florida State right now, the offense is humming. Um, I, I don't think that they'd score 40 against Florida, um, but you could easily see them score 28 with Ventro Miller out of the game. And, and then you're getting to 40, you know, pretty, pretty easily, pretty quickly. So um, it's interesting. I think I, 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 I go back and forth on Mike Norvell because I think that Florida State could be a little bit farther. But then I, you know, have some reality in my mind and say that he started, you started at the worst year possible to start. Um, and you, and you probably are in year two now instead of year three, if you're being I'll, honest. And I'll, I'll throw it to Richie here, but I, I think that, yeah, Florida State fans are, are, Happy, you know, my assessment is, is kind of similar. I think Florida State fans are happy with where things are trending on the field, and they want to see recruiting take that uptick, right? And so you're right. They oh, we only, We're a power rate-only show on this uh, on here. Sorry. So no more sips or beer. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think they're, they're happy with where things are on the field. I think they want to see that uptick in recruiting and, and maybe, you know, winning, you know, eight, nine, ten games this year helps. And then, you know, what's that setup for next year? Richie, I, I stole your line. Go ahead. No, you're good. Um, Florida State last year, Nick, probably had the worst wide receiver room in the entire ACC and, and arguably the power five. And, and I don't think that's, you know, 
being exaggerating or anything. They were bad. Right. Uh, Pokey Wilson had a had a beautiful catch against UF last year. He's back. But Johnny Wilson, Micah Pittman, you know, the transfer portal, you know, Newberg always says, you know, it's living paycheck to paycheck when you're doing it. And, yeah. and it is. But we've revamped that room. How does that look against Florida's secondary this week? Especially a guy like a 6'7", Johnny Wilson, who – if he could catch the ball a little more consistently would probably be a first round NFL draft pick. Yeah, that, that's interesting. And I don't know how much if Florida will have, you know, Jason Marshall follow him. I don't know if he plays, you know, X and Z or if he's just on, on one side of the field. Um, but that that's the guy that they'll have go. Um, Jason Marshall, great leaper. We were joking with him this week because uh, he played basketball in high school. Um, asked him if he ever went up against a six, seven guy. He's like, no, tried to stay away from those guys on the basketball court. And I was like, well, you might not have that, might not have that chance to stay away from him this week. It's Flores, um, secondary has been interesting. So they, I mean, their safeties, Ventral Miller, or their safeties, Rashad Torrance and Tradine, um, lead the team in tackles or are close to leading the SEC in tackles. Not great to have your safeties be your best tacklers, um, or your most pr- prolific tacklers. Um, but they've been good. Um, the, the corners at times have been exposed at times have been really good where Florida is really, really bad is if you, if you can scheme to get, um, tight ends, running backs on the linebackers, as good as Ventro Miller is. And I've talked about it. And as good as Mario Bernie has been, he's playing his best football in his fifth season this year. Um, they are not covering tight ends. And, and I said it before the, uh, Utah game to start the year. Brant Keithy was going to be a problem. He goes for a hundred and a touchdown. Um, I think Brock Bauer is one of the best players in the country, and he goes off for like 140 in a touchdown against Florida. Um, so I think the biggest issue with Florida's passing defense has been when you can scheme, and we'll see how much Mike Norvell can do this, when you can scheme um, to get guys, whether it's a slot receiver, um, a running back, or a tight end, to get those guys in one-on-one matchups with the linebackers. Um Florida's really aggressive at that cornerback. They'll get penalized for some pass interference just because of the way they play. Um, they're playing more press now. Um, but I, I have had confidence in them all year long. And, and really the way to attack Florida is to attack the linebackers. Yeah. Go ahead, DJ. Go ahead. You got it. And then just, just special teams before we uh, – I don't know if you give it a prediction <laughs> yet, but we, we want to talk about it. But I feel like we have to mention special teams because – Obviously, as Florida State fans, we really enjoyed that uh, punt return or the fielding that punt against Vanderbilt. But it has it been a struggle all season? Yes, <laughs> in, in all phases. Um, I think I wrote a story early on in the year um, begging them to stop running the ball out on kickoffs. Because um, not Sounds only like was, us the past five years. So. Yeah, not, not only was Florida not getting the ball to the 25, they were also holding or blocking in the back. And then all of a sudden um, they were starting on the three-yard line instead of the 15. Um, so that's been bad. They haven't really had a punt returner. Jason Marshall was not the punt returner, um, but I think you still have to get him ready. Um, that's just coaching. You, you, on a punt, you put your, your heels on the 10-yard line, and you don't go backwards. If you have to go backwards, then you run forwards, you let the ball go. Um, so that's just coaching. And, and going back to kind of the two offensive line coaches, you also have two linebacker coaches and two in the secondary. So you don't have a, you know, on field um, game changer coordinator, special teams coordinator. So I think Florida will need to look at um, Chris Couch, who is their, you know, their assistant and 
we've been having some conversations of how do you retool the the coaching staff because two offensive line coaches has has worked out well like i said the best offensive line i've seen in a decade um the the linebacker the linebacker coaches you have an inside linebacker and then an outside linebacker that also makes sense um and you finally you know after 20 years got Corey raymond to you know out of, out of lsu and to come to gainesville so you're not you're not getting rid of him and i don't know if he can coach safety so i, I don't know if there's something to do but Florida's special teams have been pretty terrible. Um, they don't punt a lot uh, because they go for it on fourth down a ton. Um, they have a walk-on kicker who was doing really well, got named for the award um, as best walk-on, and um, since then has had kicks blocked, and he's missed 28 yarders, um, Has almost just has the yips. Um, and I think the best thing is that Florida covers punts and covers kicks kind of well. Um, but other than that, ever everything, all phases of special teams have had their turn to be terrible throughout the year. Um, you're a big punt fan, for those that may not know it. Punters fan and punters are people too, all that stuff. Do you think Florida should have practiced with those water guns that Florida State was practicing with? Like all the jokes were happening when Florida State was practicing with those squirt guns earlier in the year. And we've not yeah. muffed a punt yet. Now, knock on wood, because we'll probably muff one on Saturday since I said that, but should they maybe implement that into the uh, into the game plan? No, not worth the memes. Uh, not worth the memes. <laughs> not, Who's not the worth the memes. Was a bad enough meme? Yeah, no, That's not fair. worth the memes. <laughs> uh, Nick, I've heard that. Um, I've heard that uh, Guthrie's chicken will certainly help heal. You know, any kind of uh, any kind mm. of ail that you're you're feeling. Um, have you made a prediction yet on this? You know, what are your thoughts on FSU? Nine and a half point favorite right now. Uh, what do you What do you think happens? Um, I haven't made a prediction yet. I'm I'm leaning towards. Um, going with an upset, um, and I've been talking at, talking myself out of that. Just thinking, you know, as Richie asked me earlier, I was talking about it, thinking AR will make you know some business decisions. It is interesting being he was born in Miami, moved to Gaines when he was twelve. There's probably one team that he hates more than any team, uh, just being the two cities he's lived in. So, does he show up? Um, I think with. I, I guess the reason I was leaning towards Florida is with the way that the receiving core is, is hurt right now, you have to run the ball. And, and I think yeah. that's kind of where FSU's defense has been susceptible. Now, if you're going to throw nine in the box um, because, you know, me and Richie are playing receiver for Florida, um, <laughs> then, then that makes sense. But I think it all, and as every week has been for Florida offensively, it all comes down to Anthony Richardson, what kind of game he has. Um, he, he, his ceiling is like Cam Newton, 2010 Auburn. Like that's, that's his ceiling. And then you see him go out um, and, and complete like 17 of, of, you know, 34 passes for 104 yards and no touchdowns. So he's been incredibly frustrating, but um, anytime he's on the field, Florida has a chance to win the game. Yeah. Guys, if you're subscribed to the on three network, you can get Nick's work. Uh, it's gatorsonline.com, right? And then what's your, what's your Twitter handle? Where can people follow you there, Nick? Just at Delatory. All one word. It's three words in one, but three in one, Nick. Um, Nick, thanks for hanging out, man. Feel better. Thanks for fighting through this. And uh, we'll talk to you soon, man. Appreciate it, guys. We'll see you up there. Thanks, buddy. Thanks, Nick. Nick De La Torre of Gators Online on the On3 Network.
thought he was great, man. Really appreciate him for coming on. I didn't know he was sick. I would have got Dan on or something like Dan Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that he was sick. So I uh, hey, appreciate Rohan Law. They gave away a couple of tickets to the Champions Club. Sound like it's going to be raining. Now I'm looking for Champions Club tickets to try and get out of the rain. But uh, shout out to Rohan Law for making uh, a couple of our listeners day by giving away some Champions Club tickets. Again, give them a follow on YouTube and Twitter at Rohan Law. PC. They're your best friends on your worst day. Um, let's talk a little recruiting, Richie. Just before that, I see you drinking your drinking your Maxwell there. In the comments, you guys can go to Bavana.com. You can get your Baycan and Beer Co. Appreciate them. Appreciate their support. They will be out of the tailgate. We'll have Baycan and Beer out of the tailgate, hanging out, having a good time. If you're in Tallahassee, come tailgate with us. If you need any info on that, you can just shoot me an email if you're here on YouTube and you don't have social media. It's TJ at DoubleFriesNoSlaw.com or just go to social media and shoot me a message, and I will get you info on the tailgate. We'd love to have you out. Um, the Eventbrite link, I'll tell it to you guys, but it's KnowlesGatorsDFNS.Eventbrite.com. So KnowlesGatorsDFNS.Eventbrite.com. I'll throw that there. Um, Richie, some recruiting news. Brock Glenn flips from Ohio State to Florida State. Um uh, recruit that uh, Florida State was really, really close on over the summer. We talked about a whole ton. We put in crystal balls for him, fake crystal balls, and uh, we ended up being proven right uh, this weekend. So, um, pretty, uh, pretty good stuff. Florida State picks up a four-star quarterback that they stayed on, and a credit to uh, Tony Tokars and Mike Norvell for staying in that recruitment. Uh, big pickup for the Dolls, eh? Yeah, I won't spend too much time on it. I know you already kind of touched on it in a previous video, but huge pickup, right? Ohio State, they have the best wide receivers coach in the country. They get elite wide receivers. They have Brandon Ennis going there. And Brock Glenn said, nah, let me go to Florida State. I think that's huge. I think it's a testament to what Florida State's done on the field this season. He saw proof of concept. If Florida State was 6-5 and five right now, zero chance Brock Glenn flips to Florida State. But he flipped from a team that will most likely be in the college football playoff to Florida State because he saw what's happening with Jordan Travis. He sees the numbers. He sees the advanced metrics. And I love it because it shows Mike Norvell can win some battles with some heavyweights on the trail. I'm really excited about this one. Yeah, big pickup. Um, you want to keep that quarterback class, that quarterback room stocked up. So you've got Jordan. He may or may not come back this year, but you've got Duffy, Brock. And Croman Hook coming in 2024, if they can hold on at Luke. Um, you want to keep a you want to get at least one quarterback a class and, and keep that cycle going. And Florida State's not done a good job of that in the last several years. And so good on them for uh for getting Brock Glenn. So okay, we've got some we've got some rivalry questions here uh, that Richie put together. So Richie, I'll let you I'll let you roll with these. You want Harlan to come in on these or just us three? Yeah, let's get Harlan on these too, because I, I think you know it, it's a great question. I think age where you are geographically a lot of this matters but let's start with harlan florida miami who's the big arrival to you harlan oh, miami i hate miami with a passion tj and it's really hard two days away from the game to answer this question if you ask me in the summer i could probably answer it more honestly i think i hate miami more but to me this is the bigger game because it's always the end of the year, it's kind of the way you finish your year. It's the, the you go into the offseason feeling good or bad based on what happens. Imagine how much better we feel uh, last year if we pull off the win at Florida. So, I don't know. I hate Miami more, 
but to me, this is always the, the bigger game. Like we, you know, I really want to win this one at the end of the year. You there's, if you lose to Miami, you can always come back from it. You lose to Florida, your entire off season is pretty ruined. So, Hey, before we do the next question, shout out triple digits in here. That doesn't happen a ton. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button. Make sure you're subscribed. And if you really like what we're doing, hit that share button. Uh, Richie, what's next? This is easy for me, guys. It, growing up in Central Florida in the 90s, you are either born into a Florida Gator family or a Florida State Seminole family or neither. And you just decide early on. So I'm thankful for my dad. The first college football game he ever took me to was Florida State versus Duke in the Citrus Bowl in Orlando. Florida and Florida State played 12 times in the 90s, and they both are ranked in the top 10 every single year. I have to live this 365 days, right? If Miami beats us, it sucks. It ruins my weekend. And my wife is pissed off because I'm in a bad mood. But I don't get a single text message from a Miami fan. I don't have to go to work and deal with Miami people. Friday morning before the game, guys, I'm going to play golf with two Gator grads. Half of my wedding party were Gator fans <laughs> at my wedding. So, yeah, it's personal to me. Florida is by far the more hated and most important game on the schedule every single year for me, and it's not close. And I get Miami, especially if you're a little older, you're from South Florida. No, Florida, I cannot stand them because I have to live it every single year. But that felt a little negative. I hate Florida. Let's go a little positive. What are you guys thankful for in this rivalry? A player, a game, a coach, et cetera. Anything on your end, TJ? Um, 2003, I can remember our family was decorating our Christmas tree. Obviously, two days after Thanksgiving, I was 13 years old. And I can remember, um, like, you know, kind of yelling at my stepmom, like, hey, you're in the way of the TV. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 13-year-old idiot, you know. Uh, hey, you're, you're kind of in the way of the TV. Can you move? Um not my, not my best move, but I got in trouble for that, but it didn't matter because PK caught the <laughs> sound and we won. So uh, that that's that's always been a really, really cool moment. I got to go down on the field and watch the game. Um, I didn't. It wasn't a media pass. Like it was a legitimate sideline pass in 2016. So Kara and I watched the game from the field in 2016, and we ran the score up on that one. So those two games really, really stick out. Um, all right, I got one more. Sorry, you can't just ask one on this. My fate, but but above those two, there's nothing like when that Gator head comes out after the game. To me, that's yeah. the best part. It is the absolute best part when they're per- – so from 2016, I've got a really cool video of Everly um, holding that Gator head up and walking along the sideline. I'm down there, you know, 10 feet from him, and, and that was really, really neat. So, yeah, when that Gator head comes out after the win, can't wait till about 1030 on Saturday night so we, or Friday night so we can see it. That To me, that's the – the best part. That's what I'm most thankful for. So I had to, I'm a politician, bro. You can't get one answer. Harlan player, coach, or game you are most thankful for in this rivalry. So TJ didn't really go for player or coach. I was going to say more of like, my dad has taken me to these games since I was like one. And that's half the reason why I hate Miami more is because <laughs> I remember being absolutely just harassed by Miami fans at like three or four years old. And that's probably why I hate them the most. Um, but I'm because just thinking. They're worse fans by far. Yeah. Yeah. My dad always takes me, like I always go with my dad, like no matter what, the, if it's Miami or Florida, I go with my dad. I sit with my dad, now my brother. And that's the thing I'm most thankful for is just about this game is being able to spend time with him and, you know, sit in the stands with my dad. So that's a little soft, but that's, that's what I'm most thankful for for these games. 
Yeah. So I, I would, for me, the easy cop out, I'm most thankful for Ward to Dunn, right? 93, that, that will never be topped. But a low key game that had one of the best environments I've ever been to that rivals that 2011 Oklahoma game, you know, that 2014 Notre Dame game, 2010 Florida State, Florida in Dope Campbell Stadium, Urban Myers last year watching Christian Ponder. I'm thankful for Christian Ponder and Jimbo Fisher. Give him his flowers as much as we don't like him right now. That was the most electric atmosphere I've seen in a Florida, Florida state game that I've been to in attendance. Granted part of that's because I was at Florida state the four years. Tim, Tim Tebow was at Florida, which was unfortunate for me, but man, that 2010 game after f- a five-year losing streak was mm-hmm. just so good. And I was sitting next to my best friend who uh, is a UF grad who I'm golfing with on Friday. And for him to be sitting next to me as I'm watching that, man, it was amazing it's watching uh, Eddie Grant tell Jimbo he quit. He quit talking about urban Meyer. That was, for me, amazing. Um, yeah, so and I'll, show, I'll just throw in Kelvin Benjamin, too. Like, well, I'll show yeah, my oh, my God. There, yeah. but I don't really remember much of, like, the 09s or 08s or 10s, but 13, I remember him just bullying people. Um, yeah. So I'll throw that one. That first touchdown was ridiculous. Um, real quick, we'll, we'll go quick on these last few ones. Uh, Gator, you like dislike the most, and Gator, that's okay in your book. For me, I think I just spilled the beans amazing human being great person tim tebow was at florida the four years i was at florida state cannot stand it and the one that's okay in my book i think i go jacques green because i just really was a fan of him uh he played for the bucks which i've been a fan of since work done went there so i think those are my two how about you tj yeah so i was going to give the same answer i was going to say tim tebow for both um on the field he's the worst person ever off the i'm sorry yeah on the field he's the worst person ever off the field he's one of the greatest humans to ever live yeah uh, and i i actually do like him on like some of the sec stuff his his clip with uh paul Feinbaum and spears and them talking about his hair and stuff like that yeah, i mean i like tim tebow as a person and I, he married a miss miss galaxy like yeah like I just hated him for Saturdays in 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 the yeah. late 2000s. Uh, but another one, I like Kiwan Ratliff. I mean, he's on our staff now. Yeah. Good buddy of mine. We we chat off. Yeah, never mind. I won't say that out loud. But yeah, hooked hooked him up with some goodies here. Uh, I was I like Ke- Kiwan. He he's a good guy. Yeah. Percy Harvin throwing the chat. Shout out made equal. That he was he yeah. was a fun. Percy I, was I, so I good. He was yeah, so I, good. he was good. I didn't <laughs> like him, man. Like he was killing us. <laughs> he was so good. Uh, Harlan, like how about you, man? Those. Yeah, so my most hated is definitely Tebow. And I think it's just because of the perception, right? Like yeah. when he had the garnet paint on him and the UF fans, how uh, yeah. hard he tries, he's bleeding. I'm like, guys, like this is just too – I think it's the more of like the way they portrayed him uh, yeah. is the reason why I don't like him and not just – because him as a person is great. Um, yeah. But the one I like the most, honestly, the clips I've seen of Spurrier just cracked me up. I obviously wasn't yeah. old enough to – really remember any of those games so i know that he's not liked much but he never beat us at doke right so um i'll go with spurrier yeah five nine and one against florida state and everyone at doke and uh bobby certainly had his way with him and the last question any traditions for fsu uf week i know tj you're up in the mountains in georgia right now harlan you're expecting a little one i'm really excited for both you guys i started this a few years ago so i fry a turkey every thanksgiving right Oil is expensive. My turkey this year was $5. My oil was $60. So I need to reuse that oil again. So I started buying gator tail every single year. We're frying gator tail again for the game. 
that's my only Florida Florida State tradition, other than going to the game anytime it's in Gainesville, typically with just UF fans, because that's all my friends. Yeah, I don't know that I have a huge, and I do love your, I do love the 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 Gator Tail. I've I've done that a couple of times. I've not been very consistent with it. I've done it at a tailgate before. I've done it at home a couple of times. It does end up being a lot of work, <laughs> like to after frying a turkey the day before. And you've got the good, like you've got the inside one, man. Mine's like the outside. So you gotta let that oil cool and dump it out, and then wash it. It's just anyway. It's it's a lot when I'm going back up to Tallahassee like two days later, but. um Man, outside of going to the games, I don't really have you know. Like I said, I've been—I think I've been at every one since 2014. Um, that's been fun. Um, so I've been to several of them, both home and away, and I'd like to keep that streak going. Um, other than that, Harlan, you got any traditions for it? We always watch it, but other than that, I can't think of anything specific. Yeah. So if it's at home, like I already mentioned, it, me and my dad are going to go together regardless. Um, he won't let me go to the swamp or he, at least he won't buy my ticket because he thinks I'll get in altercations. Um, but other than that, if it's an away game, we do always go up to my grandparents in Albany and do a hunt uh, for some whitetail in the morning and then watch the game uh, in Albany, Georgia, when they're in Gainesville. So I guess that would be my tradition. I love it. Harlan, do you have – guys, this is the final game of the season. Harlan, where are we at on the made equal pick six? TJ, hit that ad read while Harlan looks that up. Yeah, so shout out made equal. Um, I got my joggers in. Richie, I, I got saw mine. you guys yes. in. I wore them up here. I'm wearing them on. I, listen, it's going to be cold, <laughs> rainy, nasty. I'm wearing them to the game on Saturday. My guy Chirag is coming by the tailgate. Excited for that. Made equal pick six. Uh, they are a clothing brand that raises awareness for racial and color discrimination and financially supports local charities and partners to bring positive change for it. I donated my. Uh, I, I gave mine back to the Boys and Girls Club of Tampa. So Richie did his for the Boys and Girls Club of the at the at the Big Ben. They're in Big Tallahassee. Ben, yeah. uh, primary objective of the brand is to bring a platform for anyone and everyone to just talk about race, diversity, culture, and facing adversity in a safe place. Saw a great video from Treshawn Moore that you guys should go check yeah. out on Treshawn's page, um, as well as on the Made Equal page, where he talks about coming as a walk-on, being able to work himself into, into a, the starting role at Florida State. And really, really good stuff. Chirag has a really good video on the Instagram as well. You can check out all their social media. It's Made Equal CO. Their website as well is MadeEqualCO.com. Our Made Equal Pick 6 presented by Made Equal Clothing. Um, Harlan, how did I do last week? You killed. You absolutely killed it. You went 6 for oh. 6. So, Oh, gosh, no. We're back, baby. No. TJ. Perfect. Richie goes one for six with the oh, only God. one being right is the hoops win total by Louisiana game. And then I got three and made equal got three. So that brings our total to Harlan 38, Richie 35, TJ 36. Oh my gosh. I cannot finish in last I'm winning? place. <laughs> no, you're beat. You're beating Richie. You're not beating me. What uh, we're going to have, we're going to have to count the bowl game in this two next time so just... i'm at 38 you're at 36 richie's at 35 oh man i'm I, whew, i'm back i'm back so if i didn't have my 0 for six week and then my one for six week i'd be in good shape i had two yeah. really bad weeks but let's get it started sorry, i can't hear people uh, in, i can't hear people in third place sorry go ahead i'll uh i'll start this <laughs> one off third place florida all state year 200 florida state 200.5 rush yards give me the over man we that's that's just what we do every week harlan up 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 the bets over. Oh, sorry, Harlan. But 
You're probably on the. Same I've already way. marked mine. You'll see a common theme in mine because you know I'm just trying to stay ahead. So <laughs> I got over as well. So if y'all want to move it, we can. Two fifty. I'll go under two fifty. Um. Two thirty. Two thirty. I think that's better. Yeah. Two thirty is tougher. Two thirty point five. I'll take the over. I think we're gonna run down these throats all week or all night. Excuse oh, me. Geesh. Oh, guys, this is a family friendly show. I'll go over there. I'll go over 230 and a half. All right. I, that means I have to go under. So there it is. All right. So Jordan Travis, 300.5 total yards. Going over. TJ. I'm going to go under here. I think he throws for a lot, but I don't think we have to use his legs. I think he strategically uses them, but only for like 20, 30 yards. But like they're 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 gonna be like a big 30 or so yards. So yeah, give me the under here. Harlan. I'm gonna go over. I think he throws it everywhere. Um what was the game where y'all were like, Oh yeah, we're just gonna run it. And I told Richie yeah. in the first drive, I was like, Yeah, it looks like I'm gonna hit this. And I think we're gonna throw it a lot. All right, Jamie Robinson, nine and a half tackles. I think he had 18 in the game last year. Let's start with TJ. Nine and a half. I'll go. Uh, I'll go over on that. I'll go over. Harlan. I'm going to go over. So I think he hits over, but I got to take the under because it's the last week and I just, I got to hedge my bets here at this point. Uh, Jared verse one and a half tackles for loss slash sacks. I got to go over. I'm not betting against this guy. I think this will be his last regular season game in a Florida state uniform. Unfortunately, I think he's going pro and he's going to go out with a bang Harlan. Yeah. I keep going over on this and he's just not playing enough to get it. Um, but I think he's going to play this whole game, so I'm going to go over. Teach. Uh, I'm going to go over as well. Uh, I I think uh, last week I did hit the under here, just thinking he wouldn't play a lot. Um, but I I'll take I'll take the over here. He gets a sack and then another tackle for loss for sure. The last one I'm excited about Mike Norvell, zero point five broken rocks. If Florida State wins, I you think they think let they have the to- rocks. They did against North Carolina in 2020 when they were number five in Florida State beat them. I think Norvell's breaking the rock. If Florida State wins, I'll tell you guys in like two minutes who's winning the game or not. But I'm going to take the over. I think Norvell's breaking the rock this week. So if we win and someone else breaks the rock, I take the I want the under, right? Is what you're saying? Yeah, 100%. Yep. See, I'm confused on that one. I put over because I thought just if we win, that counts. No, no, so, no, so basically anybody but Norvell breaking the rock would pit the under. But I think Norvell's breaking the rock. I'm just saying that. Oh, that's a tough one. God, I hate you, Richie. <laughs> I think they're going to be Norvell or Jordan Travis. It has to be one of the two, right? I'm going on. Here's the thing. If Trey, ben- if Trey Benson, somebody asked about would Trey Benson is going to get over 1,000 yards rushing, he's 150 short. So he needs 75 now and 75 in the bowl, and he'll hit it. Like if Trey Benson goes for three touchdowns, I mean, he's going to be the one to break. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Five sacks or something. So – Man, so I really want to see. They've had multiple the people swinging that sledgehammer the past few weeks. That's true, more than one. So basically, you'd have to hope for no one having just an absurdly big game and everyone just contributing, and then Mike breaks the rock. Yeah, I'm gonna go under. I'm gonna go under on this. I'm gonna say uh, Mike doesn't. I like taking me over here, uh, Harlan. Did you give an answer yet? 
Yeah, I'm gonna go under. I mean, I'm just playing the numbers here. There's what 90 kids on the team, and then Mike Norvell. Yeah. You got Gino uh, English. I got Gino English. So, <laughs> so let's get out of here. But uh, Harlan, give us your score prediction. Tell us what's gonna happen in this game. Yeah, so I've gone and predicted 42 points every single week since what the Georgia Tech game or the Miami game, whichever one was first. Uh, so I'm going 42. 24, I think, is what I put. So I'll go 42 24 at Florida State. I got 38 21. So uh, I think that the Knowles lead by about 10 at halftime. Um, I think UF will get the ball first the second half. Florida State will get a stop, and the Knowles will go up by 17, and then they'll battle back and forth from there. Florida State wins fairly easily, not the blowout that some of you guys are calling for. 49 to 10. I hope made equal is right on this one. But yeah, 38 to uh, 21 is mine. Yeah, just seeing the news of all the receivers being out, man, if, if Florida State stops the run, this could get ugly in a hurry. And again, we talked about it with Nick De La Torre. Man, AR is going to start making some business decisions. If you go up 17-3, he's not going to run the ball. Florida State wins this game. They cover easy 41-24 Knowles. This is the only team where Osceola dismounts from Renegade to plant the spear because it symbolizes this is actual war, not just a dress rehearsal. And I think Mike Norvell, what I love about him, he's really leaned into the rivalry, right? He talks about the first week, um, the first meeting of the year. They only talk about two games, Miami and Florida. Guess what? We already dismantled Miami. Time to dismantle Florida, 41-24. I hope it's worse than that, but we'll see. I'm pumped, TJ. I'm pumped. <laughs> Let's get it. Um, Want to give a quick shout-out to Bay Cannon Beer Co. Again, you can get their products from shop.bavana, B-E-V-A-N-A. It's in the description below, .com. Um, made equal clothing and Rohan Law. Rohan Law gave away a couple of tickets. Somebody's going to that game in style. One of the champions club to sit out of the rain. Again, we will be tailgating um, there on the legacy walk. If you'd like info, shoot me a, an, an email. It's TJ at doublefriesnoslaw.com or hit us up on social media, uh, either the podcast account or my account, TJ underscore Pittenger. We'll get you tailgate info. Richie, I hope you have a great Thanksgiving. You have anything uh, you want any shout outs, anything you're thankful for, anything you want to say before we get out of here? Yeah, just shout out my, uh, my, amazing mother-in-law she's watching live right now at the living room and my mom who's coming up from vero beach i'm just really excited for a fried turkey you know family and football and thanksgiving it's it's in my opinion the best holiday of the year how about you man yeah no i'm excited um shout out uh shout out everybody that supports us uh, we had a lot of people in the chat today make sure you're subscribed make sure you like um gonna be driving a lot tomorrow getting back down to tallahassee so you know, shout out the family. Appreciate them. Have had a great week with them. Um, you know, weeks like this certainly, uh, certainly uh, make you thankful for what you've got in your life and nothing more important to me than family. And so appreciate my wife, appreciate my kids and uh, all of you that hang out with us weekly to talk about football. So we will oh, be back. Garnet and gold for this awesome, like quarter zip hoodie. Like I cannot wait to take this to the golf course on Friday. I know there's not sponsoring this episode, but I just had to shout them out for that. 
Um, that's all right. Garden Garden Gold deserves all the love. Uh, no slaw at checkout. N O S L A W to save fifteen percent at Garden Gold. So they can have our free one. Uh, all right, we appreciate you guys for hanging out. Make sure you're subscribed. We'll do more content previewing the Florida State Florida game. Then we'll go live. It'll either be late Saturday night or early Sunday morning. We'll figure it out. Um, but talk to you guys soon. Go Noles.